Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I believe this without a shadow of a doubt. The Christian in the earth needs to hear this message today. Write these down. You're going to take a lot of notes. If you didn't share, please share. You're helping me with my sharing. But if you can, if you if you got a pen, paper, get it. If you need to take paper from the thing, take paper, get a pen, do what you got to do, get something, get ready to write, because you're going to write in here today. You're going to learn. It's going to be tr- supernatural. Oh, I think they missed somebody. People waving. Left section. Somebody, somebody, didn't, somebody missed a row. When they start waving their money at you, you know you got you missed it. I like. I'm glad you give. I, you know what? I think you, they miss you too. Yeah, they miss you, man. What's up with that left section, man? You guys get get it together over there, will you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> you guys gotta laugh, amen. Whose section was that? Yours, Chris. Good job, Chris. Great job. Give you a walkie-talkie. You know, now you're all big time. <laughs> what do you guys do? Order pizza with that? <laughs> can you get me a latte? Dennis, Dennis, can you get me a latte? Come on, right? So you ready to go in? Now we're going to go over. You got to listen to me. You got to trust me with this stuff. This stuff's going to change your life. I believe every Christian, being serious, the weight of this message was really hitting me because I was like, man, you know, I think every Christian needs to hear this importance of this stuff. So now listen, right? We're talking about the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer, the activity in the believer, and what he does. Now we'll get everybody filled, but before we even get there, we got to get to the first place. And I'm saying, the understanding of the why the Holy Spirit's so important. I'm going to tell you why today. This is huge now. Now pull this in, because a lot of people don't know this stuff. You got the Holy Ghost, but you don't know the benefits, so then therefore, why should I press into praying in the Spirit and getting with you five minutes a day, doing all this? Because you got to understand the value of this. And what you don't understand, you will not do. But that's not because it's bad. That's just because you're learning how to do it, okay? So now pull this in. Praying... Praying in the Holy Spirit creates soul alignment like no other. It's the perfect alignment. Write that down. Praying in the Spirit, okay, creates a soul alignment like no other. It's perfect alignment. There's no other way to do it. Now, you got to pull this in because I'm telling you now, whoo, I'm telling you now, this is going to change your life, okay? So you guys get this thing, dial it in, plug it in, and get it. Praying in the Spirit. Now, this is why you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, all your life, you've been with the Holy Spirit. A lot of you got filled. You didn't know the benefit. You didn't know what was going on. Now, if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, we're not going to let you leave this building this month without getting filled with the Holy Ghost, if you want it. Does that make sense? But you need the Holy Spirit more than you know. Why? Divine alignment can only be placed within the life of the believer by praying in the Spirit with your soul. Let me explain this. You can renew your mind with the Word of God. You understand that? That's Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice, right, which is really, which is really your, your act of worship. Are you all with me? I got to go slow because here's the thing. This stuff's going to be like kind of like getting you thinking today. Is that all right? Okay. So this is why. You, okay. Romans 12, 1 and 2, you all know what it says. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice, holy and just, reasonably acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. I'm paraphrasing, right? Amplified says it's your act of worship. So if you really want to know what worship is, it's surrendering your life to God, not lifting your hands, just singing songs. So I'm saying? So you got to have a life surrendered, right? To prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Are you with me? Okay. 
okay? So what? Be not conformed, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why do I got to renew my mind? So I can prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. That renews your mind. Did you pull that in? That renews your mind. But guess what? How do I get my mind, my will, and my emotions to line up in areas where I do not have the word of God renewing my mind for the direction of God? You flip that alignment over by praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to show you that in Romans chapter 8. So there's decisions. So why is this important? There is decisions that you have to make on the daily for your life. You don't know how to do it, but God inside of you does. And if you lean over, he'll give you leading so you can be led to the Lord. Romans 8.14 and Romans 8.16. For as many as are, Romans 8.14, Romans 8.16. Write them down. When you write them down, you don't have to go over them now. You go home, you look over these things. What? Why does he say that? For as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Because the Spirit 16, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit, we're the sons of God. We're supposed to be spirit-led. You're believers. You're a spirit-led believer. That's the Christian. Does that make sense? How am I going to be a spirit-led believer if I don't know where to commune with God to get led? So really, you're a Christian in the earth running autopilot with your life. It's too, it's too risky. You don't know how to make the decisions you're supposed to make sometimes. Let God help you. But here's the thing. We've got to learn how to yield, okay? So this is the yielding process. Is this okay? So I got the Holy Ghost. I don't know what I'm doing. Good. You don't need to know what you're doing. That's why it needs faith to do it. See what I'm saying? You need faith. Is that all right? So now I'm going to read some stuff to you why it's so important. Because we got to be an imitator of God. That's how God did it. Are, are you, you see what I'm saying? Today's, everybody understand this. Today's about knowledge. Knowledge is going to produce power. Some people are going to come in here, get the knowledge, not care about it, go back to living life the way they want. You can. That's not my call. That's your call. Some of you are going to go, man, I believe it. Go for it. And change your future. This is the only way to do it. Otherwise, you got to go to church every week and try to find hope. Every week, go to church to find hope. Go to church to find hope. No, this is how you have hope Monday through Saturday. See what I'm saying? I'm not just telling you to come back next Sunday. You know what I'm saying? I used to go to church. <laughs> I, was just, I went to India like seven times. The one year I went, the, the guy that was running the place said, man, he goes, you know what? He goes, I like it when you come, but man, it's a problem when you come. He go, I go, why is that? He goes, because every time you come, everybody leaves. All these students go do something. I said, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, eight of them left last time after you came. They went and tried to go after the call of God in their life. And he said, as much as he was kind of laughing about it, it was funny. He goes, he goes, they got energized to go do their gift, to go, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's what it should do. It should activate you. I used to laugh about that. I would be like, you know, it was, he was being funny, but he was, I was getting it. It's like, no, I'm activating you so you don't need me. You know what I mean? I'm always going to be here for you, but you got to be able to carry this journey. Oh, I know what to do. Pastor Chris told me, I'll flip the switch on Wednesday when things ain't working right. I'll do this. I, see, this is about winning in your house because stuff's going to try to come in there at marriage. You're going to have to pray it out. How do I know what to pray? Stuff's going to try to get on those kids. You got to pray it out. How do I know what you got to pray? This is where it's going wacko. This place is wackier by the day. It's whacked out. You're going to make it through this nut house just without God? Oh, my God. I don't know how these people do it out there. You got God. So look at these scriptures, right? Let me read some of this stuff to you because once you see it, man, I'll tell you what, it'll get you going. You all right? <clears throat> you okay with this? You seeing how it's working? Prayer, praying in the Holy Ghost creates a soul alignment. Write that down. Put that in your notes. I gave you that, but you got to understand that. I got to get my, my, my soul's got to get in line. Remember James said, save your soul? Why? Your, soul's out of, your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. How many of you have emotions that don't line up to the word of God sometimes? 
How many of you have a mind that does not align up to the word of God sometimes? How many of you have a will that does not align to the word of God sometimes? You see why you need the Holy Ghost? You know what I'm saying? Come on, are you with me? See it? Oh, you better get this thing. Ooh, come on, somebody. Prayer is one of the most difficult things to do. Isn't it so cool? Yeah, it's true. Don't you love it? Don't you love how I shoot it just straight? Like, you know, you should all want to pray. I was always watching TV, and the preacher said, whoa, I love praying. I get up in the morning and I pray every day for 18 hours. Nah, you ain't going to want to do it. God didn't want to pray. <laughs> you know what I told him in the morning service? God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost don't want to pray. I said I ain't taking it back. We go to heaven. I bet you I'm right. You'll see. Yeah, you'll see. Jesus went in the garden with a bunch of clowns. They couldn't even stay awake. He said, come on, tarry with me. He said, I don't want to be here. He said, I don't even want to drink this cup. He said, this is rough. He said, you, you jokers can't even stay awake. I'm over, you see what I'm saying? This ain't like everybody, oh, I can't wait to go have coffee time with Jesus. Shut your mouth, coffee time with Jesus. It's a fight to get in coffee time with Jesus. You, you got to understand this thing. I think people think like, oh, you know, it's going to be great. And like rose petals are going to fall out of the sky and clouds are going to come. And little fat baby angels. You guys better cut this mindset out. You better get this thing. Prayer is one of the most difficult things to do because it takes time, energy, and honesty. We don't always want to give it. We don't always want to get into it. Yet prayer is one of the most important things a Christian can do. Why? How in the world are we going to call ourselves believers if we don't understand that prayer is the alignment of the soul with God so you, and you don't pray? How are you going to call yourself a believer but you don't align your soul with God? You understand this? Now what? That's what happens in prayer. Because as you ever see people spiritually whacked out? Don't raise your hand. You might be sitting next to one. You know, you know what I mean? Like you could renew your mind, but you got to have spiritual balance. You understand this? You ever have some people that are so far out in the spirit, they ain't got no common sense? You know, they're weird. Like, oh, I got up today and the Holy Spirit told me to wear polka dots. Uh, uh. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. When do you want, you want to go hang out? No, I'm okay. I'm pretty booked up. You know, come on. You know what I'm saying? You can't get so far out in the world. You're like, oh, oh, you're all spooky floating in a cloud. You got to renew your mind. You got to have balance. What happens if you renew your mind and you don't step over in the spirit? You become religious. You got to be careful. You got to balance. You go in the gym and you just do cur one-arm curls. Look at a wacko. Got a bicep out to here and the rest of your body looks like you need medicine. Come on. You know what I'm saying? You got to build a proper spiritual balance. Okay, you pulling this in? So you read, so he says about being an imitator. You got that 5-1 up there? We got to imitate Jesus. What did Jesus do? He prayed, man. Look what he said. Be imitators of God. Now, you young guys, you ready for this? I'm going to tell you how to do this. You ain't got to reinvent the wheel. Just go find somebody doing it, ask them how they do it, and then just duplicate what they did, and you can do it yourself. That's how you do it. Why you got to go try to figure it out? I'm, gonna, I'm a trailblazer. You're nuts. I ain't trailblazing nothing. I watch guys ahead of me. As long as you can follow the back of their head, it's easy. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Watch the back of their head. Oh, I got to know. I got to oh, be a pioneer of the future. I'm like, bump that. That's too much work. How you get there? Let me see the back of your head. I can follow your head. Yeah, I just go like this. You going where I want to go. Find somebody going where you want to go, and they just follow the back of their head. And then when God tells you lead, you'll be ready. Just chill out. Look what it says. Be imitators of God in everything you do, for then you will represent your father as beloved sons and daughters. 
What did Jesus do? Look at two. Here we go. I'm going to go do two, and then we'll leave you alone. I'm going to go to the next one. And what? And continue to walk surrendered to the extravagant love of Christ. Surrendered. Nobody likes that word. Yeah, because everybody thinks your life's your own. This is where the church sold you on a bunch of junk. Well, just come to church and go to whatever church do you want. No. You should have read a disclaimer. We should put a disclaimer on the door. The minute you become a Christian, you don't own yourself no more. Where's all my military people? Johnny, I've been picking on you all day. Johnny, been in the military. How many military people I got in here? Raise your hand. You've been in the military. Did you ever go to the service and tell them, hey, you know what? It's Tuesday. I really don't feel like running. How many of you military people? Well, you, you know you couldn't even do nothing to your body? It wasn't yours? Mike, right? You property the Marines. You property the Army. You property. Come on, man. You go there, right? You can't. I'm leaving today. You ain't going nowhere, bro. I want to do this. No, you ain't. You want to cut your hair? No, you ain't doing that neither. You, do, you eat what we put in front of you. You live the way we tell you. You get up and do what we tell you to do. You don't belong to yourself now. You belong. If you go AWOL, what do they say? You property of the United States government, bro. You, you are citizens of heaven. Hello? You were all bought with a price. Everybody in this room, the blood of Jesus Christ, boy, you go, oh, now I'm going to do what I want to do. You're rebellious, man. You don't belong to you. I want to do what I want to do, go where I want to go, say what I want to say. I ain't even allowed to say what I want to say. Look, you couldn't say what you want to say. You couldn't do what you want to do. You got you like, oh, well, that's control. That ain't control. That's authority. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. See, and then you come to church, you're like, oh, don't tell me what I'm going to do. Go do what you want to do. It ain't going to work. You seeing it? So that's why when you say surrender, everybody gets mad. I, I want to be in charge of my own life. Man, let me tell you what. The day you don't want to be in charge of your own life anymore is the greatest day of discovery of your life. Because I am not a man trying to figure out things. I'm just a man looking for instruction. God will lead you to the path of greatness if you follow the instruction. Bless them that curse you. Good. Done. Why? Because he said, then I'll take care of you. Give and it shall be given. Good. Just It's simple. The book simplifies the more you become obedient and surrendered, the more you yield to humility. But God, it's funny. It's cute words. God loves the humble. He gives more grace to them. But you know what he does with the prideful? You want to know what he does with them? What? He's a pot in opposition against them. Stop trying to blaze your own trail and surrender to God. Why? His life as a sacrifice for us. Why? His great love for us was pleasing to God like an aroma of adoration, sweet healing fragrance. That's what he did for you and me. Isn't it cool? This is what I'm saying. We're going in there, man. We're just yielding to him, man. God, God don't want nothing bad for you. He's trying to help you. Come on. Pull this in. You like this? Keep going. Look, watch this. So wisdom is where you get understanding from. But remember, prayer is where you learn how to yield and imitate God and become like him. Oh, my God. Did you get that? I'm going to say it again. Prayer, wisdom, wisdom is where you get understanding from God. But prayer is where you learn how to yield and imitate God and become like him. In your prayer times where God rubs off. Pulling it in? So when you go in that place of prayer and you pray, you pray. Now, this ain't just normal prayer. Praying in the spirit, yielding with God, looking at God. Checking this out because I got to get these scriptures. How can we know God and imitate him if we do not take the time to communicate with him and listen? Did you like that? Excuse me. How can we know God and imitate him? If we don't take time to communicate with him and listen. To say that prayer is an essential minimizes one of the most prominent themes in life and the ministry of Jesus Christ. So you say, well, this ain't no big deal. You better make it a big deal because Jesus made it a big deal every day of his life. 
prioritizing prayer. And that's why I'm coaching you. That's why I want you all to get the app. You put the app on your phone, and every day I come pray with you for five minutes in the Holy Ghost. I'm trying to help you, man. So go get the Chris Turner Ministry app, put it on your phone, and at noontime, I'm going to come in there, and I'm praying in tongues. I'm walking around the sanctuary praying in tongues, trying to get you to pray in tongues, and exactly what I said was going to happen happened for some of you. I'm praying for five minutes, but you carrying it all day long. I'm coming alongside of you, coaching you, going, get in there and pray with me. And as you're praying, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. It takes faith. That's why you got to do it. You know what I mean? You're praying out the mystery of the heavens, okay? So I'm going to show you why this is so important in a minute. But this is why I'm trying to come alongside you and coach you because nobody coached me. Everybody come to church. Come on, church. Go, go, go do this. Everybody left the building. Nobody did it. Unless you got around people keeping you accountable. I told you, I'll check your attendance. If I could, I'd find out how many of you are doing it. I'll be at the door waiting. You didn't get your five minutes today. See, I'm going to get you there. Because all this stuff's theory until you start activating it. All this stuff's just pages in a book until you start doing it. It don't work. feels like a good atmosphere because I keep the devil out of here. But after that, that's how you do it, though. It comes contagious. It gets on you. You see it? Yeah, I'm telling, you the, I'm telling you the real way. You feeling it? Now watch this. Now pull this in. Okay? So you're going to so watch this. This must be an example. Jesus made prayer a central component of his ministry. We know it's important. Why do we know that? Look at Hebrews 4.16. Now, we could start, you could just go right to 14 if you want, you know, in the Amplified Classic, but I want you to see this. This is why. We know it's important. The Bible gives us a fascinating picture of what prayer does in our lives and in the world around us. In Hebrews 4.16, it says this. By prayer, we understand that we receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Now, how many need some grace and help? Ain't that good news? Now, we're going to read 14 through 16. Read this with me, okay? Ain't this good? I'm just telling you what the Bible says now. How many need some of this? How many need some grace and help? Ain't that good? So, in the time of need, running to God. Now, you, got, you say, well, I got only, no, no, you're going there with the Holy Ghost. Whatever you got, and you go ask God, God, give me some help, give me some grace, give me some need, I got some help. Look, inasmuch then, as we have a great high priest, that's Jesus, who has already ascended and passed through the heavens, the Son of God, let us hold fast our what? Now, that word in confession is better than the King James, because King James says profession. I didn't know what a profession was. Hold fast your job? Funny how he says your words are your job. That's really good. He said, hold fast your profession. I was like, okay, hang on to your job. <laughs> Think about it, right? That's your profession, right? He said, hold, translate it over here. If you get the real, the real the Greek, it's confession. How many of you have been holding fast to your confession? See what I'm saying? What's that mean? You, it's easy to let it loose. Start talking different, like a different manner of man. What did he say in James? He said, look in the perfect law of liberty. He said, that man looks at this reflection, but he walks out, forgets what manner of man he is, and he starts talking like everybody else. He said, this guy's religion is jacked up. Because when we look at it in that book, it's easy to remember what to say. It's when we come out of the book and start living life, we've got to talk. Come on, right? Come on, man, we all do it. Ain't this good? It's like group therapy for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting better. You know, he's talking to you. Speaking, that's cool, though. Why not? This is a safe place. That's right. This is where you, this is safe. Because this is where we all get the checkup from the neck up, and then we make the adjustments for tomorrow. I got to fix that, man. My mouth's been getting loose, man. Pull that thing back. Pastor Chris, you're right. My mouth's been getting loose. I've been talking broke. I ain't talking broke no more. I've been talking no money. I got to get the, you know what? I've been, I've been kind of grumpy in the house. I got to fix that. You just take an inventory list. That's all. 
That's all this is. And then you go out there and you, do, you kill it Monday through Saturday and we'll come back Sunday, I'll load you up again. That's it. But get this. Look what he said. How many are you doing this though? Right? He's done great. Hold fast your confession. Ain't that good news? Of faith in him. Woo! Hold fast means what? Somebody trying to get it. Try to take your purse. Try to grab that purse. Miss G going to grab that thing. So you get my purse. You're going to let nobody take nothing from you. Don't let nobody take nothing from you. Hold fast. Your, so hang on. That's my victory. I ain't giving that up. You don't let nobody take nothing from you. That house is your house. Those kids are your kids. That stuff's your stuff. Don't let nobody take that. Look right here. Keep going, 15. You're going to love this. For we do not have a high priest. Now look at this. This is God who is unable to understand and sympathize and have shared feelings with our weaknesses and infirmities and what? The liability to the what? Assaults of temptation. You better meditate on that. Don't go nowhere for a minute. Look at that. Next time you think God don't care about you, you better, you better catch this. Go slow. Understand he, he sympathizes with you. You don't know what I'm going through, God. He knows more than what you're going through. He's in there trying to help you pray out what you're going through. You're going to go in there and say, instead of, instead of getting all like, you know, oh, God don't care about God cares so much about you. He's giving you the prayers to pray to fix you. You're going, yeah, I'm telling you, when you're done with this, y'all going to be tongue-talking, Holy Ghost fireballs when I'm done with you. Why? Because he, he's in there going, this is what you need. And he's got, then he puts the words in your mouth. Say this. And you're like, Kodoroshi, say that. He's giving you, oh, my God. You can't mess it up. But you got to do it. The only way to mess it up is not get your mouth open. That's why I got to get y'all filled with the Holy Ghost. Say, I don't know what I'm doing. That's why I need faith. I don't know what I'm doing. Who cares? I don't know how that car, car makes no sense. You push a button. You go in there with a key and you press a button and the car starts. How the heck do I know how that works? I just do it every day. You ain't got to know anything in life. If it comes to God, you all got to be, you know, PhDs in psychology before you do something. I don't know how electricity works. I don't know how nothing works. I don't know how nothing works. I don't want to know. I just want it to work. I don't know how air conditioning works. I like it. I don't care. I don't know how my coffee pot makes coffee. I don't care. I drink it. You know, well, I don't know how the coffee pot works because I don't know how to do it. I'm not going to drink coffee today. Are you out of your mind? Cut it out. Everything in life you do, you don't know nothing about. Now, all of a sudden, in God, now you all need a PhD in experience. No, you need faith. That's right. And don't trust yourself. Trust me. I know what you need before you need it. Just trust me. Wait, you make no sense. Why would you even go to church here? You shouldn't even go to church. You should go to another church. Go, you trust somebody. This guy's on the street. You go to the doctor. Somebody came to me today. He said, I got to see my doctor. I said, you trust this dude? Because he tell you something, you better believe it, man, or get a new one. Because why are you going to go there? I'm going to build buildings. I'm coming to see you. They've been talking about you. It was funny. We were talking about it. Dana was talking about it. I said, build stuff. I build, I'm going to go to builders when I build stuff. I don't know nothing about building nothing. Think I'm a genius? I don't know none of this stuff. I just go get, get experts and listen to them. You understand this? Go and get my hair. I used to go you know, back in the day. I used to have to do it. You know what I mean? I ain't got a joke. You got gray hair. I ain't got no hair. It's all gone. I don't know. It's hanging up there. I got spots, though, man. You can't let it grow. Then it's all gray. Nasty. Forget it. I'm just clipping it. Yeah. Right? You go to somewhere where professionals are. I tell you this every week. How many more times you got to hear this through this series when you go, ah, give me a break. He's the coach. You know what? They don't like doing layups, those kids. He got them doing layups. He got them shooting foul shots. Why? Because you got to put in, you got to get, you know what I love it? I love it. Somebody said this. You got to get the reps. Man, I like that. You got to get the reps. You know what that means? You know what I mean? Like reps? Like, like if you're in the gym, you got to get the reps. 
If you're in the cage, you got to get the, you got to keep chopping wood, keep swinging. What football? You got to get the snaps. You got to get the reps. You got to get the reps. You got to just stay in this thing with God. You got to get the reps. First couple times you come here, you ain't great at it. You get better at it. Don't tell the first five people. You just say, "Hey, I'm working on it." Right? First time you you know you do the, you got to get the reps. I got to get more people. Now you're masters of it. You're great at it. You're the best in the world at it. Come on, come on, wake up. Come on, man. First time you climb up in that thing, you're thinking, "What the heck's going on?" Now you're you drop stuff. Come on, man. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Hello. Hello? You just got to get the reps, man. Just get used to it. Just get used to it. It's like milling parts, man. First couple times, scary punching those numbers in. You might blow a couple bucks, but guess what? Now you're an expert at it. Guess what you got to do with the Holy Ghost? Man, you just got to get the reps. You just got to get the reps in, man. Give me five years of this. Give me five minutes, five days. Come on. Give me, give me what are you going to look like in 10 years you're doing this? You're going to glow in the dark for crying out loud. There's stuff that used to bother you don't bother you no more. The devil, the devil's a joke. He'll show up and go, oh, no, there you are. I mean, he'll leave. He'll go down the street. Why? He don't want nothing to do with you. You're stronger than the Lord and the power is might. You know what he does? Weak Christians, he pushes around, he pokes and prods. Why? They don't know how to resist. The Bible says that what? Faith is a shield. Yeah. The devil, man, he don't come looking for you. You got to get strong. A strong man's spirit can sustain him through bodily pain and trouble. But a weak spirit, nobody can bear it. This is how you get strong in the inside. When the outside pushes against you, you push back. This is how you do it. Now watch this, come on. Check this out. You got this? We're pulling the last part up. You okay? You can tell I get a little excited about it. Right? Watch. Weakness and infirmities and the what? The liability of assaults of a temptation. But what? But one who has been tempted in every respect. Woo! Come on. Keep going. And is what? Yet without sin. Watch this last part. Come on, man. This is for you guys. Let us then fearlessly, confidently, and boldly draw near. Oh, my God. Will you write that down? Fearlessly, boldly, and confidently, get in there. Why? Because once you get in there and you go running in, you're coming out with his presence on you. See it? Look what it said there. Watch this. To the throne of grace. Where's that throne of grace? It's in you. The throne of God's unmerited favor to us sinners, that we may receive mercy for our failures. Oh my God. Ain't that good? Yeah. He's like, when you messed up, I'll give you mercy. And where you need strength, I'll give you the ability to do it. For our failures and to find grace to help in good time for every need, appropriate help and what? Well-timed help coming just when you need it. <laughs> you get that? <laughs> man, I need, I need, man, I you ever do this one with God? God, I jacked this up. <laughs> I, I didn't just break it. I jacked it up. You're just like shatter, like you jacked something up. Y'all so holy. Y'all like holy. You ever just jack it up with God? Like God's like, no. And you're like, well, maybe. And you, you know he said no, but you did it anyway. You jacked it up. You understand my slang? My, my jargons. <laughs> you understand my stuff? You know, you jacked God. I jacked up oh, God. You ever do like one of these when you go to prayer with Jesus? Like, yeah, I jacked up bad God. <laughs> yep. I don't know how I'm going to get out. I don't know why I told her that. Oh, God, help me. <laughs> I don't know how I'm getting out of this one. Come on. You ever jack it up? Yep. Okay, you want me to stay here longer? Come on. Some of you, like, you know, just say, yeah. Yes, I understand. Yeah, we understand you. Come on, God. You ever jack it up? And you just need, like, <laughs> and you thought he was going to tell you about it? <laughs> I always think of Peter. I always think of Peter right here. 
I always think of Peter right here. Like, you know, when he's seen Jesus on the seashore and he's totally jacked, he cussed him out, denounced him, ran away. And then all of a sudden, Peter's like, oh, it's the Lord. He dies in the water. He swims there and you're like, wait. And he hits the beach and he's waiting for it and he's waiting for Jesus. You know it's coming. He's a total disaster. And it's like, he gonna, he gonna mention, you know, something. He's, he cussed me out. I cussed him out. I, you know, did this. And I basically denounced him. And I heard the rooster and I knew I was in trouble. I jacked it up. <laughs> and he goes, and Jesus looks at him and says, hey, do you love me? He never even brings it up. Because for your failure, he gave you mercy. But he doesn't want you to still keep having failures. That's why he gave you grace. Because grace is the ability for you to overpower the failures of the past through the potential within newfound grace by you coming into his presence. But here's the thing. You don't get in his presence, you don't get grace. Now, ready for this? You don't know the grace you need, but the Holy Ghost does. And that's why you got to get in that place. Now, look right here. This is why Romans 8.26 is huge. Now, all I'm doing is reiterating what I'm telling you. But when you pull these scriptures together, now you're going to see something. See, he knows what you need more than you know. So why are you trusting you? Why don't you just trust him? See, we use all this language in the church. Trust the Lord. What's that even mean, bro? Trust the Lord. Does that mean not go crazy in life? Then I'm doing a pretty good job. But I don't know what else to do. What do you mean trust? How do I trust the Lord in what I don't know what's going on? Easy. You flip the switch. Watch this. Now, I'm going to pull this in. We're going to read it in the amp, okay? Can we start with verse 24, please? That'll help him now. You all right with this? Now, you understand the Holy Spirit is a divine reminder of truth because he is the penmanship of God writing the Bible. The Holy Spirit wrote the book. He gave inspiration to men. You know that? It's all about surrender to create divine alignment. Now, I want to read this to you, and I'm going to let you go. This is all about surrender to create divine alignment. We are therefore, according to this passage, called to pray in a way that reflects Christ's will, not our own. If we pray in the manner that he desires and hopes will become more like Christ because we train ourselves to hope for the things that are consistent with his plans. Now, I'm going to read that again. Everybody look at me, pay attention, don't read ahead. We are therefore, according to this passage I'm going to read to you, called to pray in a way that reflects Christ's Will, not our own. This is how we're getting God's plan. But how many you know God's plan is the best plan because God's the God that created you? So why in the world would you want your plan when God gave you a better plan and you're trying to be somebody you're not supposed to be? Thank you very much. If we pray in this manner as he desires, our hopes will become more like Christ because we're training ourselves to hope for things that are consistent with his plan. Now get this part. Don't forget this. You might want to write this down. The Holy Spirit works at aligning our prayers to the will of God. Why? Thus, when we pray, we're, be, we're being brought to a closer and right relationship with him. Is that okay? Did you pull that in? The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, works at aligning our prayers to the will of God, and thus, we pray. What do we pray? And when we pray, we are brought closer to him. Are you getting that? Okay, now watch this. Or closer relationship. Prayer isn't about making the things. Now, you better read. You better hear me. Prayer isn't about making the selfish wants happen in our life. It's about making us want what God wants. I'm going to say it again because this is the reason why some of you don't go to pray. I, why don't I? I don't, I don't pray. I'm going to tell on you. You don't pray because you really don't want what God wants. You want what you want. And you're not fed up enough now yet to keep getting your own results. And the moment you become fed up enough with getting your own results, you'll finally start picking up God's process. 
It's a great day of your life. It's the most liberating day of your life. It's the day you really die. And you don't want what you want anymore because you realize what you want isn't even worth it because you're making wrong decisions that are leading you down a path that I don't want to be on. So I really don't want what I want. I only want what God wants. And that's when your life, it's totalism. That's when your life changes forever because what you realize is this. I don't really want what I want because I, I don't even make wise decisions for myself. I just want what God wants for me because he's the one who created me and made me for me and fashioned me in your mother's womb. Don't you think he knows what's best for you? But why don't you trust him? I don't know, you trust him, little Christian, little fuzzy-headed Christian you. I'll tell you why, because you want what you want. Until, you, until, you, until you've had enough of getting what you want, then you won't really desire what you want. But the minute you've had enough, you go, okay, that's enough, I'm done. I want what you want. That's when you flip the switch and prayer doesn't become something you think you want to do. Prayer is something you run to. And flipping the switch is easy because, you know what, you're tired, tired of trying to figure it out on your own. Why would you want to? Why would you want to? Why are you gonna figure it out on your own? You were never designed to figure it out on your own. And this is where flip the switch comes in. See, because we want to do it in our own ability. Well, yes, and I got news for you. God ain't mean. He ain't trying to take nothing from you. He's trying to give you the best life. Problem is this, is that we get to the point where we don't want to trust him in faith and we want to create it for ourselves. What for? It's gonna be a mess. Trust him. The timing's perfect. He's right on. Nothing, nothing goes wrong with God. Did you pull that in? Now, I'm gonna read that one more time. Now, you're ready to hear it. Prayer isn't about making the things we selfishly want to happen. It's about making us want what God wants. Not only does prayer turn our hearts towards God's will and to God's thankfulness, but it also changes the world we live in. We gotta believe that it not only activates us on the inside, it starts changing the outside. Now that's the big thing right there. That's huge. Can you pull that in? That ain't lightweight stuff. That's what starts happening. And I don't want to even get into like, oh, you got to get into all stuff. Or, you know, you don't pray this. No, 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 no. Look up here and read this, okay? This is why you got to flip the switch. Because this is what he's talking about when you're praying in the Holy Ghost. Because you don't know what to pray. Okay? Now you got to see this. You don't know what to pray. You don't know what your future. You don't know what your kids need. Now this was somebody this week. I was talking to somebody this week. They made me laugh. They're cute. Like, well, I was like, I, you love your family? You love your kids? You love your wife? You love your kids, you love your husband, you love the people you love, you love them, prove it to me. That's what I told somebody this week. They called me up, they're like, I said, prove it. Because talk's cheap, prayer's not. Prove it. Prove it, prove me wrong. Get in there and prove it. I know you do, but now I'm, I'm prodding you a little bit. I have the ministry of aggravation, you know that. I'm prodding you. Yeah, I'm activating you. You love them grandbabies? You love them little grandbabies? You love them? Prove it. What you got in time in that thing? God, I don't know what those kids need. You love, that, you love your girl? You love my girls? I love my boy? I love, I love you guys. What do you think I do with you? You think I know how to pray for you? God almighty. Every morning when I that app goes out, you get that thing? I'm praying for you in the Holy Ghost. I don't know what you need. Some of y'all see, I'll get, I flip the switch. You see this? You love them? then you show me in your prayer life how much you love them. You understand me? You show me how much you're going to put there. I'm not saying you got to stay there 20 hours. You can give me five minutes. You show me how much you love those boys. God, I don't know what they need. You show me how much you love them grandkids. Come on, y'all picking on you. I'm your coach today, and you don't like me, and I don't care. I didn't come here with a nice anointing on me today. You felt it when you came in the building. I come in there, you love them grandbabies? You love that neighbor? You love the neighbor that's driving you nuts or, you know, someone in your life, that niece, that nephew, them kids? You love them? You love them? You love, prove it. 
Prove it with your prayers. Come on, you feeling me today, huh? Prove it. You love that family? I got that family. You know, we got that family? We got a family? You know, they all say, prove it. God told me, prove it. Prove it. I know you love that girl. You prove it. God, I don't know what she needs, but God does. I don't even know what she needs, but God does. That's why I pray for her. That's why I pray for you. That's what you got to do. See what I'm saying? Prove it. You want it? Prove it. Well, how do I prove it, God? You take the time and trust God in prayer and tongues. That's why you need them tongues. You don't know what tomorrow holds. He does. You know who's holding tomorrow, though. He got the plan. He'll get you ready. Pray for your wife. Pray for your kids. Five minutes a day. Stop being lazy. That's what it is, lazy. I don't know what to do. What else do you want me to do? Do you want me to jump in the truck with you and pray for you? I'll come here every morning if you want. You won't show up. That's how I put it on that app. You give, give me an inch. I'll take four miles, bro. I've been designed for this. That's why I'm here. I'm your coach. I told you that. You bring me in here, let me loose. I'll stay here all day. I'll preach from dusk to dawn. I'll stay up to the what you pay me to do. I don't talk like this in church. He just said he gets paid to do this. What do you think you pay me to do? Come here, we'll give you t- tater tots and walk out of here. You all walk out of here with a happy meal and y'all, oh, that was great. I felt great. No, I'm here to drive you to another dimension. God, man, I want to see some change, man. You know, and look, and then just chill and then put it, it's like a little seed in the ground. Don't freak out. You don't see nothing grow in a week. Give it time. It's got to work. My God in heaven, it's God's system. You tell me God's system don't work? Are you trying to tell me God's system don't work? You know this stuff works. It has to work. It's God's system. It's got to work. It's got to work. It's got to work. And I know what happens. We've been, we didn't know. We didn't. Now, look it. I ain't picking on you. I love you. We didn't know the importance of this. But I got urgency in my spirit to teach it like this, and there's a reason why. I can't explain that. I can't. Like, I didn't, get, I didn't wake up on the wrong side of the bed. You understand what I'm saying? I don't have a wrong side. I get up every day. I'm the same guy. The kids will tell you. You know what I mean? I'm the same guy every day. I'm wired, ready to go, right? So come on. You see this? But today I got this urgency. Like, I'm, come on, do this thing. What do you need me to do? Jump in your head? Do it. Get in there. Three minutes. You get the app. I pray with you for five minutes for crying out loud. And you don't got that? Get a buddy. Get somebody you can pray with. I pray with Pray husbands and wives. Pray before you go to bed. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. Jesus didn't know what he was doing. Just do it anyway. God rebuked me. Remember I told you that? Oh, he slapped me in the head. He goes, you know what your problem is? I said, this should be a long day, God. Oh, why? Why is this? He said, you, 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 Sarno, you, you, you got a problem. You know what your problem is? You need to understand before you just obey. And what you don't understand, I didn't ask you to understand. I told you, obey me. And I said, you're right, God. You got me. I, 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 I really write, I'm trying, well, you know, I don't know, I'm praying to Tom, I'm doing the best I can. No, you think you got to understand it before you're going to do it. I didn't ask you to understand it. I just said, obey me. Just obey me. Obey me. How about we just obey God and go, I don't know what it's doing, but it's doing something good. It makes me feel good. Who cares? I'm doing it anyway. When you get to heaven, you can tell God. But until then, start living heaven on earth. Why? Because this is what you need, and I'm done. I'm going to read this to you, and I'm going to let you go. We're going to leave this series, and when we leave this series in a week, Choosing to be chosen. This is what chosen people do. Why? What does this got to do with choosing to be chosen? Because this is how the chosen people stay there. They take the assignment. God said, I give you a high calling. Everybody wants a low calling. What's the least passive resistance to be a Christian? You know what I mean? I just want to be like a Christian. I can just come in there and be okay and be good with God, and God goes and leaves me alone. No, I'm talking about high calling people. Want, want the next level. Want, and they say, you know, church. You are the church. Church ain't this building. Now, this is what I need you to read. For in this hope, 
we were saved. Now, you got to pull this in now, right? This object, which you're seeing, is not hope. Why? Because if you see it, what do you got to hope for it for? See what I'm saying? So he's saying, look, he's saying, what you need, what you're seeing is not hope. For how can you want hope for what is already he sees? <laughs> Ain't that true? So what am I trying to get you to see? He's trying to get you on the same spiritual spectrum that he's on. Like, look, you don't see it. Good. Because you don't see it, it takes faith. Everything you don't see and everything you don't understand takes faith to do it. You see why God wants you praying in the spirit? Did you get that? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. That's why God wants you to do it because it takes faith to do it because now he knows you really trust him. God, I trust you. Then prove it. I'm going to do it again. Isn't this cool? This is why you got me. I mean, I'm, on, I'm on your side. I'm not against you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, hey, God, why do I got to do this? So you can give me faith. But I don't understand because I can't see it. That's where faith is found, what you cannot see. When you see it, it ain't faith no more. It's reality. I'm going to do it again because I like it. It's making me happy. Right? So I'm like, God, where is it? He goes, it ain't there. But why ain't it there? Because you need faith to get it. But I want you to show it to me. Then you wouldn't need faith. So then, if, but show it to me, and then I have faith. For, then it, no, if I show it to you, faith's done. So you got to be able to do it when you can't see it and not understand it and just not have any intellectual reason about it. You just got to do it by faith. But I don't want to use faith. I want to have reality because reality makes me feel good. He said, you know what he said there? He said, no, you ain't going to do it if you got reality because you still won't even do that. That's why I use faith as the element to get you there. You'll get that on the ride home. Yeah, right? Because all, we all cool with God. You know, like God, and God doesn't know who we are. Because you cool. You so slick. You got God. Yeah, you ain't got God. God got you. You know what I'm saying? God's like, no, this is how you do it. You got to take a step of faith. Because if it ain't faith, it don't work. So you got to have faith to produce what you need to produce. And without it, what do you need hope for? Look at it. So he says, okay. What you see and what you know, you don't need faith for. Okay, so forget it. Let's go. 25. Watch this. Watch this. But if we hope for what is still unseen by us, we wait for it with patience and composure. That's what we're working on, baby. That's what we're working on in here, man. How many of you like patience? Hush your mouth. Hush your mouth. Don't even raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. No, it's okay. You can raise it. No. How many, oh, God, teach me patience. That prayer has never come out of my mouth a day in my life and will not. Nah, I don't need nothing about no patience. You know what I mean? Guns N' Roses made that song cute, but it ain't cute in my ear. Whatever. All I need is a little patience. Nah, I don't need no patience. I need now. Why? Well, watch this, though. Patience and composure in the time of waiting is producing life in the spirit. What are you saying, James? James said this, let faith and patience have its perfect work, making you complete entire wanting nothing. So faith and patience work together. Because you need patience. You understand why you need patience? Because remember this, guys. And let me show you. God, it's so good. When you think it's time, it ain't time. It ain't time. It ain't really time. When I thought it was time to come out, like, God, ain't you ready yet? He's like, no, you ain't even half cooked, yo, bro. You need so much more time. You know what I mean? When you think it's time, just chill. God's got time figured out. So, man, just trust God, will you? He'll bring the right person in your life at the right time. To do the right thing in your family at the right time. You're going to get the house at the right time. You're going to get the car at the right time. Your kids are going to turn. Everything's going to be at the right time. Why? Just trust God. You think he put the heavens in the universe and put everything in rotation and forgot about your timing? 
Come on, man, chill out. Take a deep breath and go enjoy your relationship with God and stop being so anxious for next season. And most of you people, you know what the problem is? And I love you. You're so anxious for next season, you can't even enjoy the season you're in. Stop that mess. Oh, I got to have this, and then I'll be happy. I got to have that. No, man, embrace today. Live the best 24 you got, and then the next 24 is coming. Stop living it. Well, I got that, and I want that, and that's going to make me happy, and this is going to make me happy, and somebody's going to make me happy, and blah, 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 Everybody's fighting for the next season. I used to hate that, you know. Oh, when I get there, it's going to be great. Ah, oh, man. Every, you know what? We want to know what there is, where your feet are at. You're right there now. And when you get there, guess what? You're going to show up there. And if you screwed up as you are this season, next season, you're going to mess that season up too. Embrace the place. Grow. Because when the season comes next season, you can't. Remember when you're like, you wanted to be in a relationship, you know, you're single. You thought you had that figured out. Then you got married. <laughs> you woke up. Right? How many thought you were dead? You know, you're, oh, praise God, I could be married. You know, half of you dies when you get married, and then you thought you were dead, have a kid. <laughs> then you have a kid, now you realize, my God, I'm totally mortified. Have another one, you probably, need, you probably need medication. Do one after that, you need medication and a psychiatrist. No, come on, you know what I'm saying, it's a joke. You gotta laugh more, my God in heaven, I'm lighting it up, right? <laughs> See what I'm saying? No, but you thought, how many of you thought you were self, how many thought, how many, how many thought you, were, you, weren't, you weren't selfish? And then you got married. Right? Yeah, I'm not selfish. Not me. And then you get married. I was like, oh, brother. Right? Right? You know what I'm saying? You get to share this, do this, and God do that. Like, oh, great. And then you have a kid. Forget about it. You ain't got no life no more. You have two kids. You forget about it. You, all you do is you, yeah, you just walk around with bags. Just carry diaper bags and just say, okay, honey, whatever you need. Just hang on. It's going to be all right. I promise. It, it happens. But then I don't know. Now I, don't, I can't really steer you in the right direction because now they bring them in. They come in here and when they're 50, they're still screwed up. So I don't know. I don't know what to do. Just you need the Holy Ghost. So if this message is not complete, today I just sealed the deal. You need the Holy Ghost. Thank you very much because they're going to come back 50, 60, and they said it costs more money. So I don't, know, I don't know. Whatever. Here, look at this right here. Pull this in. I'm going to wrap it up. But if we hope for what is still unseen, we wait for it with faith and patience. We have composure. Watch 26. Now, you got you to really pull this in because this is going to really help you. So I want you to read this real slow. So this is why you got the tongues. If you read it in the King James, the King James reads a little bit clearer towards it being spiritual, but you can read it right here and see it. But this makes more sense. So to the Holy Spirit, he comes to our aid. He bears us up in our weaknesses for we do not know what prayer to offer, nor do we have to offer it worthy as we ought. You see that? So I don't know what to do. And he says weaknesses. Now watch this. <clears throat> You're going to love this. But the Holy Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf. Now go slow. Don't just leave it right there. I want, you to, I want you to meditate in that. So when you're flipping the switch, here's what the Holy Ghost is doing. You know, you can go back. I want to read that, please. Let's go back. Yes. The Holy Spirit, he's telling you, right? He comes to our aid, our help. And what does he do? He bears up our weakness. You don't even know it's in your heart, but he does. He goes and finds where you're weak. And we don't even know how to offer it, so he offers it up. But the Spirit, he meets our supplications a form of prayer. He prays on your behalf. 
He searches you out, finds the weak spots, and prays on your behalf. And pleads in our behalf with who? Watch this. You can keep going. Watch this. He pleads in our unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. He goes in there and he pulls out the pain that's in your heart. He pulls out the problems that are in your life. He goes to places no man can go. Because he's sure. Look what he says. Watch 27. We're going to read 27, 28. Watch. Watch 27. 27 is going to tell you. And he who searches the hearts of men. Who searches the heart of man? The Holy Spirit. Because he's in you. Don't you know not that your body's a temple of living God? He goes in there and finds out. He's like in your heart. He's in there going, okay, you need this, you need this, you're thinking this, you're doing this. And he, he, he downloads and goes, okay, now I'm gonna give you these prayers. I'm gonna put these prayers in your mouth. Now say this. And you over there, you know what he's saying? Man, we got some pain in there we gotta get rid of. We got some problems in there we gotta get rid of. We got some stuff we've been struggling with. We've been strife in the house. So you're praying out prayers, you don't even know what you're praying. But it takes trust. It takes trust in faith. Otherwise, you're trusting in yourself and you got faith in yourself. And then the church goes, well, this is foolish. Yeah, it's foolish. And guess what? To the unlearned man, the natural-minded man, it is foolishness. But to a spirit-minded person, he starts learning. It's the only way to live life. It's the only way to live life. See what I'm saying? Now, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Now, we're reading still, right? Now, look, I'm just reading the Bible to you, man. That's all I'm doing. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. He who searches the heart of man right, knows what is in the mind of the Spirit. So he said, he's searching your heart, but he knows what's in the mind of God because he is God. You see that? Yep. So he's going in there like this. Holy Ghost is going in there like this. He's going in and going, I know what God wants for you, but I also know what's in you, and now i got to make some adjustments in you to get you and God aligned. Oh, 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 this is where divine alignment happens. He's like, you think you're going this way. God wants you to go that way. And now I'm going to put it in there, and we're going to lead you, guide you, and help you. And you ain't even going to know you need this kind of help. Just open your mouth and pray. My God in heaven, you can't jack this up. You just got to know what's going on. Because who cares more about you than God? Nobody. Nobody, man. So why are you running away from me? Running? I don't know what I'm doing. I still don't know what I'm doing. Who cares? Do it. Watch this. Watch this. He who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit. What his intent is because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of you according to harmony with God's will for your life. So the Holy Ghost in there going, this is what God wants. This is what God wants you to be. Here's you. I messed up. I need... He's Put it together, baby. Once you shut out, I'm putting your life. And then you like, you lead, oh, no, you ain't going that way. You're going this way. He starts leading you. Look at this. Look at this. And look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Harmony with God's will. Look at this. We're done. Read the last one, all right? Oh, you got to see this. And you go get it. We are assured. Assured means what? Sure deal. Done. You ain't got to worry about it. Be assured of this. What? And know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good to and for those who love God and are killed according to his purpose, design and purpose. That's where that scripture makes sense, right? What? But I got to make sure I do the front part. I just yield over. You see this? You see this? See how important this is? He in there searching out. Now, that's what he does. This is what the Holy Ghost does. The Holy Ghost does it like this. He goes, okay. He looks. He sees and then he pleads on God's behalf for you and gives you utterance in your mouth to pray out. Okay, I'm going to leave you with this. I just want to say, what happens if you don't pray? What happens if you say, no, nah, I ain't doing it? 
I don't understand it. I'm not going to do it. What are you leaving behind? What are you really leaving behind? Because we're not. Just, just, just you leave it here today and go, all right, look, I ain't going to pray in tongues 90 hours a day. I'll pick up five minutes a day. I'll download your app. I'll humor you. I'll go get filled with the Holy Ghost. But what happens if you walk out of the room and go, hey, you know what? Bump it. You know what? I don't think I really need it. I'm just going to walk out there and go on my own way. What inner peace are you leaving behind? What problems are you not going? Look, this ain't about me. It's about you and him. You're going home with him. Why do you think Jesus goes before the disciples and says, it's good for me to go and leave you the Holy Ghost? And then the church don't want to talk about it? What are you, some kind of pulpit puppet? Care about stuff? Care about none? Well, you, know, you start talking about the Holy Ghost. People, you know, people don't want to give. And, I don't care. Stick, stick the money in your ear. Crazy. Nobody is going to make you rich but God. So you can't compromise him. He'll come in this room like a mighty rush. The miracles that take place here, I, it's an open heaven. He knows it. He'll come in here like a breeze. Three, two weeks, last three weeks, I felt the breeze in the building. I felt the breeze. It's the Holy Spirit, man. You can't see him. He's like a, he's like a wind. But he'll get on your life. You'll take him home. Your cons will change. Your house will change. Your life will change. He'll, one touch from heaven will change your life forever. Because he's here. He's here for you. He'll get on you. He's here now. I don't have to, like, fabricate it. There's nothing to fabricate. His presence is here. If you yield, he'll come on you. So he does. Because he wants you to know he's real. So here's my only one question. I got one, and I'll leave. What happens if you decide, now? Nah, you know what? I'm too busy. I don't want to press in. What are you leaving behind in your life that he never chose for you to leave behind? What pain are you carrying you don't have to power anymore? But you can't get it out. What destiny? What purpose? What might you miss? This ain't a fear freak you out thing. But it is a thing to say, man, here's awareness. I don't want to live another minute behind. I can start leaning into it. What I don't understand will help you. If you say, hey, Pastor Chris, I don't understand. Still, what in the world you're talking about? I need help. We'll put a class together to teach you about how to get filled. I don't care what I got to do. But you, you, you leave here, you got you to go figure it out out there. But this is the thing in the church. Didn't we been, haven't we been assigned to show you how to do it? You got it. Just do it. Got it. We're coming alongside. We're going to help. Just do it. Notice there's stuff inside you that's mystery's been in you. Got to get out of you. There's stuff God wants to get out of you. You pray it out. A couple minutes. And you keep giving. I got one question. I'm leaving you. What happens if you don't? Stand up on your feet. What happens if you don't? All right, how about this? What happens if you won't? Let me ask a question. Where's your life going to be in a year from now if you start yielding over? We fight you tooth and nail for Pentecost, don't we? I go to charismatic church. Right? Weren't we like that back in the day? Charismatic church. I ain't going to no charismatic church. And then we got the charismatic experience, but we don't use it. Because nobody takes time to teach you. I'm teaching you. You can't, you can't afford to leave him behind. It costs you too much. It costs you too much of your life. So you just start flipping the switch. And, I'll t and I promise you this. I'm telling you right now. You send an email to the ministry. You call the email. You call the number. You call that 386 257 to say, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. I need more. 
I'll, 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 give you, I'll give you a personal, I'll call you, I'll teach you, I'll help you. We'll get you filled. We'll get you ready. And we'll start getting you yielding over. Boys, girls, ladies and gentlemen, whatever it takes to get you to see and get you to know how important this is. And then once you get there, my God, Miss Kathy got prayer groups all over this place. The business guys are every Tuesday. They pray. Five minutes, right? Fifteen minutes, Billy told me it is. Five minutes of prayer. He talks a little bit about that. Stuff like that. Come on, man. You got me every day on the app. Every day, Monday through Friday. Come on. We'll start getting this thing. And you get around and rub it off. Or you'll just rub off. I don't understand what I'm doing. How many more times I got to tell you, nobody understands what they're doing. I got business people praying. All your friends are praying in the Holy Ghost. It's wild, man. I got guys in here. They're just normal, everyday people. Mechanics and this and builders, fabricators, housewives. They're all filled with the Holy Ghost praying in tongues. I love it. Yeah, I love it, man. Why? Because that's what you're supposed to be. You're a believer. Amen? And I got news for you. So, well, I just visited today. You ain't visiting today. God got you on divine assignment because you know what? Let me tell you why. Some of you, well, I'm telling you, man, you either been hurt or you've been, something happened or something got off or you got off track or something like that. And now you're like, God, I, God, I don't even know if I trust this stuff anymore. What are you trusting man for? Go trust God. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.